What's up, fantasy champions? Spotlight Sports Network is excited to tell you about an amazing deal from Thrive Fantasy, your place for daily fantasy sports and esports. Right now, with promo code SSNetwork, Thrive Fantasy will match up to $50 of your first deposit. So go to ThriveFantasy.com and sign up now with promo code SSNetwork. That's ThriveFantasy.com, promo code SSNetwork. Oakland A's? Are you a fan of the Golden Knights? Do you love the Los Angeles Chargers? Well then my friend, you're in the right place. This is the Snake Sports Talk Show with your host, Jake the Snake Silver. Brought to you by the Spotlight Sports Network. Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time again on a Monday night. Boy, and we've got free agency just piling up. We are busy. We are ready to go. This is the Snake Sports Talk Show wherever and however you may be watching and listening. We're live on all social media platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. What is going on? What's going on, Jaden Hopkins? And what's going on, Beantown Breakdown? Shout out to Bobby over there. I have a lot to talk about on that side. And I'm going to, I'm definitely going to hit you up later on, man, because we have a lot to talk about here. But I'm excited. First and foremost, I hope all of you guys are having a great night. And um, you guys are also having a real good week. Uh, for me, I've got at least two more business days until I'm off on vacation. I'm heading out uh, up to uh, Utah this up and coming weekend. And of course, it's my birthday weekend. My birthday's up on the 19th on a Friday. I can't wait. To me personally, it's just another one of those years. Closing up the chapter books of 25 and about to write a new chapter in my book of life at 26. I'm excited for it. I can't wait for it. And by the way, I also wanted to introduce uh, the newest member of the Spotlight Sports Network family, of course, as it happened over the weekend. I'm sure a lot of you people have seen uh, my personal page and so much more. But I do have a new furry friend named Jackson. Mixed Terrier, great kid, good dog. There's a lot really to kind of think about. And so I told myself I was 110% committed, ready and willing. And this is a new chapter in my life. My new little furry family has begun, and it's going strong, and it's going to be great, man. So 
I can't wait for it. It's a lot of exciting adventures, and what better yet than to go and camp and fish in Utah this next up-and-coming weekend. I'm excited for it. With that being said, let's just break this down because um, we have so much stuff brewing up, and shout-out to all of our real good colleagues up out there on the Spotlight Sports Network, of course, being on top of every single move we had in the NFL. So let me shift this. So, you know, last year, we learned a lot. We learned a lot from the NFL season. There was a lot of uncertainties, and there were a lot of different obstacles that we were fighting off, and we were also figuring it out very open-minded. It was challenging, but we got through it, and we got an NFL season. Well, here we are in free agency 2021, and there were so many moves. But here's the thing, two teams in particular, one that just won a Super Bowl, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, another team that's very familiar with only one player in particular. I'm going to be honest with all of you guys, because here's the thing. In day one, it was brewing. It was stacked. Lots of players got paid. Lots of players went went elsewhere. And, of course, lots of players stayed where they were. They felt comfortable in it. And they got the reasonable price. But if you had to think about one thing, okay, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl in Tom Brady's first year. Most football fans were probably pissed. Most football fans were probably happy. And then there are some that they turned back at and they said, do we really make the right decision letting Tom Brady walk? Let me just tell you this. Because right now there is one team in particular. It, it's almost like a grudge. It's almost like something they've held on to for so long. And this is a team that the second Brady left the building, took a two-year contract with Tampa Bay. Now he's negotiated with another one, which is the usual Tom, because every time he takes pay cuts, he wants better players around him. But I'll talk about Tampa Bay in a second. But this team in particular, the New England Patriots, okay, what is the one thing the Patriots have always been known for the Patriot way, right? They'll figure it out from their own systems. They'll make it work. And it's just, it's unbelievable. And it's something that has been running in the program for 20 years. Just this past season, they're without Tom. They go and they settle for Cam Newton. The team, of course, misses the playoffs for the very first time in a long time. And you know what that means? But here's one particular, Tom Brady didn't miss the playoffs. He made the playoffs with Tampa Bay. They go all the way in the NFC, make it to the Super Bowl, and they win it all. So New England had something brewing in their blood, and they figured, you know what? We're going to go all out. We're going to go all out. We are going to get all the pieces we need, and we are going to be competitive again. And I guarantee you it's because of that tight Grip that grudge there the second Brady left. Once he won the Super Bowl, oh, the Patriots were pissed. You can even ask Beantown Breakdown, 
breakdown. He's probably looking at this thing the second that the Patriots, here's what the Patriots ended up doing here. So they re-signed Cam Newton to a one-year $14 million contract. And a lot of us were like, why would they do that? I thought they'd draft a quarterback or maybe they'd go and make a trade. Maybe they go and get Jimmy Garoppolo back. Maybe they might shoot for uh, Deshaun Watson. Something there, there was a case to be made. Cam Newton was only in his first season with New England. But what did he do right? Well, he scored 12 times on the run, which was a high for him. And then not to mention, the Patriots got a quarterback who can run the football in majority of the time. Now, the question will be, will he be accurate enough of the football? That's left to be said. But there's an interesting connection when it comes to a quarterback in their second year. Where do we kind of figure that out? Well, look at some of the other teams around. We've seen this with Lamar Jackson click at year two. We've seen this happen with Josh Allen click at year two. We have yet to actually see Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and of course, um, and of course, Tua. If that case rolls around, that whatever they do in year two, they're going to go all out. This has been a trending topic, and it doesn't even have to be with the same similar team. It even could be with a, a different team. But as long as the, the second year, this has always been a trend. Quarterbacks by the second year of their team, there's something that happens. And either they ball out or they completely drop. But more of the trend is going upward. So Cam Newton resigns with New England. But New England was not done there yet. Let me just show you exactly the list. And this is how busy that the general managing and, of course, the front office was at today. So, of course, the Patriots ended up signing a contract with linebacker Matthew Judon because, remember, they lost Kyle Van Noy to Miami. What do they do? They make it up, and they go and get a linebacker. They also were lacking a little bit of corners. What do they do? They sign Jalen Mills, fit the bill. Also, what was their biggest weakness? Tight end. They go and sign him. No problem. We got Jonu Smith. Do you see a trending topic here with New England? All of this. They won today. They went absolutely nuts. And here's also something to, be, to even think about. Belichick didn't speak to the media for two months after Tom won. Two months. I'm actually glad that I got that info. Two months. So what is that telling you? Belichick, Kraft, and the front office. They probably sat down with each other behind closed doors. And they started to really rationally think what is happening in the organization. They missed the playoffs the second Tom leaves. Cam Newton, a lot of people had a lot of questions and doubts. And then, of course, not to mention you had players who opted out. Majority of the offensive line, even defensive players. But you still managed to get the best out of J.C. Jackson, Stephen, uh, Stephon Gilmore, and a couple others. And they lacked a tight end. They lacked a wide receiver. Oh, and by the way, speaking of wide receiver help, 
They don't even have to draft because they realize their problem is they butcher at drafting wide receivers. But they go and get Nelson Aguilar and they go and get Kendrick Bourne. I don't know about you guys, but I'm just telling you right now, this is what feels like the story to me. And maybe I'm thinking about this way too far ahead. But this always somehow gets reversed back. Tom, I'll tell you this. I'll explain it here in this next segment because this is where the two of them are going to meet together. But New England, New England fell short. Now they upgraded. They upgraded with Judon, Jalen Mills, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar. They re-signed Cam Newton, and there's a reason why. They want to remain competitive. They realize they butcher in the draft, and it doesn't work for them. So instead, they're going to build up the money's worth, go and get quality players, and that's how New England does it. New England felt like they got embarrassed in the AFC. You watch Kansas City. You watch Baltimore. You watch Tennessee. You watch a lot of these teams in the AFC. And nobody talks a whole lot about New England. And now New England is basically getting themselves back on the map. They're back to being competitive again. Let me shift to this now because this is where the connection happens. So New England goes and plays their cards. Well, you know who else ended up playing their cards? And they're staying competitive. Oh, yeah, that's Tom and Tampa. Listen, after winning a Super Bowl, these players, they realize what it takes. And they want more of it. Shaq Barrett, resign. Levante David, resign. Chris Godwin, franchise tag. And now I got reports. Rob Gronkowski re-signed. And there are also reports and sources that are also telling me they want to get another superstar. I feel there is a trending connection between these two teams. Because you know what it is? Tom Brady wanted literally everything. Wide receiver running back, offensive line, a defense that's willing to be shut down. Guys that are willing to play hard. They are willing to end up looking by the playbook. They are willing to play hard, and they are willing to win. Tampa Bay, they're going to be even better than what we saw this past year. All it took, and this is during a pandemic, mind you, because it only took time for them to really click for them to really understand the playbook and make it work. And Tom made them work, buttoned them up. They shaped them up and they look like their absolute best. But let me just tell you this right now, Tampa Bay, they're going to be the toughest team in the NFC. They've re-signed everybody. They're all in. They're back at it again, and they want to rewind and run this thing back to back. And they want to add another superstar also. New England, they saw what happened with um, Tom Brady. 
They saw what happened with Tampa, and they said, you know what? Screw this. We're going and getting Judon. We're going and getting Jalen Mills, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar. You know what I feel like? I feel like that this headliner for next year, and I'm thinking too far ahead, and go and get this over with because it seems like it's the same old story, and I feel like this is what's going to happen. I may be wrong, but you know what? After seeing this from one day, this makes me feel like it's going to be New England versus Tampa in a Super Bowl battle to prove who's better, Belichick or Tom. And you might as well get that Super Bowl over with because it's, of course, the same story over and over and over again. And it will never stop. It will never stop. Because the thing of it is, Tom Brady even even tweeted he's in pursuit of eight. Tom Brady wants eight. And the funny thing is, New England sees that, and they said, we're gonna go and we're gonna go all out. We're gonna reshape our team. We're gonna embarrass everybody in the AFC. So I'm just telling you this right now. They're not over, Tom. Instead, they're gonna work twice as hard. They're gonna end up getting themselves back into shape. And at some point, maybe even getting themselves back into the playoffs and maybe further and beyond. Because I guarantee you this grip, this grudge ear is going to be meant for a Belichick versus Brady type of Super Bowl. Mark my words. You do not see this. You don't see this anywhere without any explanation and without reason. There's a reason New England did this. There's a reason Tampa and all the players all stayed in Tampa. This is not coincidental. There's a reason. And right now we're we're witnessing this before our very eyes. It might piss off a lot of different fans out there of different teams. Listen, I I I'm saying this even from a team, you know, with the Chargers. And I have a lot to say about that afterwards, but that'll come in due time. But this is what it feels like. It feels like Tom Brady he inspired everybody in, in Tampa Bay, and they all came back. And all it did was it pissed off New England. New England now is making moves where they want to be competitive so that at some point they'll face off against Tom Brady. Because this is all, this is the NFL world revolving around Tom. This is what it is. You could say what you want to with Kansas City and Baltimore and Green Bay and New Orleans and all that. All of this in this NFL world is all revolving around one particular person, Tom freaking Brady. That's all it is. This is why that you're seeing New England go out of character with themselves to going and signing all these players. And this is why you're seeing all of these star players from Tampa get re-signed or franchise tagged because they realize something's coming. Coming up next, um, there were a couple of surprise signings um, in the NFL. And I'm going to break all of those down because you know what? There are a couple of teams up out there. And I think this is interesting. I'll break some of those down here coming up next. 
also little bit of some latest because I also know we're right there in March Madness. I'm going to break down all of that for college basketball and um, what to expect with this up-and-coming March Madness because I'm actually kind of glad March Madness is underway. Now, it may not be promising because Duke and a bunch of uh, programs, they're not in it due to COVID. So that's unfortunate for some of these programs, but we're still going to get a March Madness either way. And listen, I put an asterisk in college football. I may even put an asterisk in college basketball, but it'd be worth watching again because this is the time where it canceled. We, it, we've literally marked a year when the whole world stopped. And this was during by my birthday week. We're back at it again. And only this time, we're only getting better and stronger than ever. So I'm happy that we're having March Madness back. All right, guys. So um, first and foremost, we have the announcement to make. And of course, I'm sure I've mentioned it to you guys in the past. But the Spotlight Sports Network and, of course, the Snake Sports Talk Show are proud. And we are happy to say that we have officially partnered with a mobile media company. And what exactly is that? That is these, um, your personal PR that you can be at the palm of your hand on your mobile device known as media, M-E-E-D-I-A, media. It's a great program. You can download it on your mobile device through App Store and Google Play. You have tons of backgrounds that you guys can choose from, choose and create and style out your own background, make, make it to where you either have a press conference, an interview, all sorts of different features. And media, what's nice about that is when you hit record on any breaking news, there's no laptops, there is no equipment, there is nothing that is required. All of that is made for you on the palm of your hand and in through this app. When you record all of those recordings, go right to all of your social media places, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere where everybody can see of what you're talking about, what's the breaking news, and everything in sports. Download media today, M-E-E-D-I-A, available now at the Google Play and the App Store.
Welcome to the My City My Game Pod Show featuring Raider J77, your place for all things Raiders and all things Trailblazers. Brought to you by the Spotlight Sports Network. Make sure you like, subscribe, and hit the bell for notifications. Now let's go. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, I couldn't even believe how free agency really just came around. And this is only just in day one, guys. Uh, by the way, for those of you who are asking for uh, the giveaway, so I will not have it for this month of March. I apologize for everybody. But however, in the start of April, the giveaway for the Snake Sports Talk Show will initiate. So definitely be ready, be set because the giveaway will be coming up at the start of April, and I will show you guys exactly what to do. But if you guys want to rep the Spotlight Sports Network, the Snake Sports Talk Show, and so much more on the network, go online to the thespotlightsportsnetwork.com, search the merchandise section, shop today, T-shirts, hats, hoodies, coffee mugs, so much more to choose from here on the thespotlightsportsnetwork.com. You know, it's interesting when I looked at all of these moves here in the NFL, because there are at least a few teams that I know that are, they're already, they're basically set to be competitive because right now, I mean, a lot of teams are not joking around. New England is one of them. Tampa Bay, they are stacking up and they are ready to run this thing again but there's other teams that are also in the mix. And here's what is interesting. So I'm going to bring down, break down at least a couple of these bit, uh, these picks. And right now, because there are at least a couple of more really good free agents available. So from top to bottom, here are some of the top free agents, Trent Williams, Kenny Galladay, Juju Smith, Schuster, Chris Carson, Hunter Henry, Curtis Samuel, Will Fuller, Jadavian Clowney, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Carlos Dunlap, and Shaq Griffin. So those are basically some of the top free agents that are still available uh, in the NFL, uh, for, you know, ready to be signed. And just now reports have been saying that the Cincinnati Bengals and edge rusher Trey Hendrickson has reportedly signed a four-year, $60 million contract with the Bengals. So the former New Orleans Saint is headed to Cincinnati. That's going to be another upgrade for their pass rush for Cincinnati. So this is interesting. This is this is <laughs> this is one that I can tell you right now. There's a lot. This has just been a ton of moves, but it's been a lot of fun. But I'll tell you, there were been a couple of signings here. So I'm going to look this up. And a few of the signings that really kind of caught my attention. Now, the funny thing of it is, the Green Bay Packers, just when you thought Aaron Jones was probably going to end up uh, signing elsewhere, everybody anticipated maybe Miami. Miami would probably be the destination. That wasn't the case. Instead, Aaron Jones looked at exactly what Matt LaFleur had in store, and he wasn't going to end up leaving that system. So he signs a four-year extension deal. Now, that just means a couple things. One, Aaron Jones, I mean, this is a guy who went back-to-back -back years rushing for 1,000 yards, and he was really consistent. Why would he end up wanting to leave the system that really built him that way? And Matt LaFleur has been very successful. 
in that particular scenario. But here's the second thing. Now you have two he- you have two heads um in the running back core and there's a here's the thing. AJ Dillon I've said this before. AJ Dillon to me he's a kid that's like ready and he is willing for anything. And I loved what the kid has done. I thought that this kid wasn't going to end up getting an opportunity in Green Bay because of Aaron Jones, but they've made it work. They have made it work, no problems. The other part of it, um, Kyle Yusick goes back to San Francisco. They love him there. He's like a household name. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe, I thought, is really interesting. Now, here's what's funny. Because Ngakwe has had connections and relationships with Gus Bradley in the past in Jacksonville. So this was not a stranger move for the Raiders to go and get an edge rusher and a pass rusher uh, like Ngakwe. And here's what's going to be good. That just means, and they know what's happening with Cleveland Farrell. That means Carl Naseb and Max Crosby and now Ngakwe in the middle of the mix. That pass rush is probably going to be very, very intimidating. So that's what's been the plus for the Raiders moving forward. Now, a couple of other signings that I thought was interesting. So the Rams were not going to be willing to let go of Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd stays behind four years, $64 million extension. So they've got their linebacker back because the Rams, even though they are without Brandon Staley, they still want to keep this defense running. And Leonard Floyd has been the part of the piece. Now, here's the unfortunate part of things because John Johnson, as I'm being reported, and you know what? I felt like this was exactly what Cleveland needed to do. But reports are that the Cleveland Browns have signed John Johnson to a contract. This is massive because they go and they got Harrison that they still have in the secondary and Grant Dalpit, who was out, for majority of the season and now having John Johnson there, Cleveland's secondary, they realized it. It's horrible. It's terrible. You can have all these pass rushers like Olivier Vernon, Miles Garrett, and and etc. And even have a really sharp offensive line. But Cleveland's doing this right. They realized the second they got into the playoffs, they want to build upon it. They don't want they do not want to go backwards. I think they've made it clear. Now, the questions on Baker Mayfield are still in the air, but it's not the primal focus. The primal focus is they want to be the better team in the AFC. And you can clearly see that with this John Johnson signing. There are a couple of things that have also happened. The Chargers right now, they are stacking their offensive line. They go and get Matt Filer, and they go and get uh, Corey Lindsley. So two uh, really good offensive linemen, one a center, the other one, an interior guard, exactly what Justin Herbert needs. Maybe they might go and get another guy, but then they need to start working on their defense because here's the thing. Melvin Ingram is still a free agent. They lost Josh, uh, John Johnson, the opportunity of really signing him for the secondary position. They re-signed Michael Davis, but then they lose Ray Sean Jenkins in the middle of it because he's going to Jacksonville. So my thing of it is when I look at some of these teams, 
there are still some really good offensive linemen that's out there. I mean, Alex Mack, Trent Williams, there are a bunch of them on this list. Only willing to pay the right price. But this is what has been, this is why they call it a free agent frenzy in the NFL. Now, it's different because of the fact of the cap space and all this other stuff. But they still seemingly will make it work. Of course, a lot of these players, they either are re-signing because they love the system. They're either signing elsewhere because they want a bigger paycheck or maybe they just want a better culture. Sometimes in the minds of the NFL players, because the one thing is everybody wants to get paid. Yeah, everybody wants to get paid. Every single one of them want a new home. I mean, trust me. Let me just tell you right now. My boy, Jackson, I mean, he was around a lot of places and he was caged up for four months. Wasn't really finding a suitable home. But until my gracious heart opened my home to him, it looks and feels and it definitely establishes like home. He's found a new culture, one that's stable, one that's chill. It's a place of Zen. Lots and lots of these players. And as the price is right, if it forms up well and money talks, it always does. But when it comes to those cultures, lots of these players are going to go exactly where they feel like they fit best. That's the business in the NFL. Some of them, they either pan out or they don't. But a lot of people, they realize what the culture is in New England. It's tough. It's hard but they win majority of games. And one of the biggest thing is, things are for New England, they lost Joe Tooney. Goes to Kansas City for a big deal. And knowing that even though that they released Eric Fisher, they go and upgrade with Joe Tooney. Offensive line, still willing to protect their franchise quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. This is why it's been exciting for the NFL during free agency, just before the draft. We're only in the first day, folks, and there's a lot really to talk about from here. I can't wait for it. I think this is going to be one of those. It's going to be one of those free agencies. It's stacked. You could literally think of like any, any like destination, possibility, anywhere that you can think of. There's lots of places, and there are a lot of teams that are willing to pay the price when the part when the price is right and they are looking to end up filling in the gaps that maybe they did lose since you know last year or maybe even the year before but they're willing to fill it and right now I'm seeing that with a lot of teams I am seeing that all in the NFL it's exciting I can't wait for it free agent frenzy has officially begun, folks. Time now for the hot press. All right, so um, news reports, and of course, the New Orleans Saints, they ended up striking a deal with quarterback Jameis Winston as he will be returning back to the Saints for a one-year, $12 million contract deal. This was just one day after Drew Brees ended up retiring, called it quits, and that was it. So the Saints right now are in the position 
where they are looking for their next franchise quarterback. Now, who could it be? It could be either Jameis Winston or it could be Taysom Hill. But at least there is a quarterback competition in New Orleans to really prove that. I like Taysom Hill. I really, really do. But for as hybrid as he is, knowing that he is very much a multitasker, like we see the rest of society, he could do everything. And Jameis, who's only looking to rebound back from what he had in the performance in Tampa Bay and with Bruce Arians after all these years, that's the thing that he wants to be able to accomplish. He wants to get better. I feel like New Orleans is exactly the set destination for him and Sean Payton. But it'll be very interesting. Now, I will have something to say before we go on break again about Drew Brees because this really lit me up on fire. But good stuff for um, good stuff for Jameis Winston. Now, who knows? If he is the franchise quarterback, I'm going to be paying close attention to what's going to happen with him how the system is going to run for New Orleans, but I think this would be a really good opportunity for Winston to really rebound himself. Uh, we didn't stop there with a bunch of deals. So the Tennessee Titans have agreed to a deal to signing former Pittsburgh uh, Steelers linebacker Bud Dupree to a contract. So Bud Dupree, as we know, big-time player. He's another guy that's also been part of Pittsburgh's defensive system for a long time. And what has been the problem with Tennessee? They didn't have a pass rush. What does Tennessee go and do? They go and acquire pass rush. That's what they've been doing. And right now I look at this with Tennessee. Tennessee, they're not willing to back down. Not one bit. Not one second. They want to be competitive themselves. So I... I'm really liking with what I'm seeing out of Tennessee so far. People could say what they want to about this, but this is one that's really caught my interest. And a lot of us, because we've been seeing Tennessee over the years, they're nine and seven, nine and seven, nine and seven. The second Tannehill came into Tennessee, the culture changed. The culture revamped, got back to where it wanted to be. And you couldn't ask for more than that. So I feel like Tennessee is at the position where they are ready and willing. They want to be better. Because now they got Bud Dupree. They got Danico Autry from Indianapolis. So a defensive tackle and a linebacker. And here's what's the best thing about this. Bud Dupree is going to learn a lot from Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel's a defensive-minded coach that the second things needed to change. Now, they will need to fix that secondary, however, because they have been getting beat on the pass. But ultimately, this has been really good stuff for, for a lot of teams and even for Tennessee. So it's I, I, this is interesting. This is very, very interesting, and I'm liking what I'm seeing from some teams so far. So... Um, so, of course, the, the New York Jets, they have been getting busy themselves. I thought this was really, really good. So, um, the Jets have been striking themselves some deals. And ones that I think you, you would not really see coming at all. 
but I thought this was really, really good. So there were a couple of signings that the Jets have ended up getting. So one, they go and get linebacker uh, Gerard Davis from the Lions on a one-year $7 million contract. So they go and they upgrade the linebacker position. Then they go and they've been receiving trade calls so far uh, for linebacker C.J. Mosley. So there has been some talks about trades um, for Mosley and Mosley who ended up sitting out the whole year last year, but they didn't stop there. They go and sign Corey Davis, the former wide receiver for the time for the Titans, three years, $37.5 million contract with a $27 million guarantee. So there's guaranteed money in the middle of it. And just now I had reports, Carl Lawson has signed a three-year $45 million contract. The Jets are kind of interesting to watch from here. Now, remember, Joe Douglas has a lot of things to think about here as the next season comes around. But it doesn't mean all is lost. The Jets, because of the fact that they have the number two pick in the draft and much more, they're trying to at least spend their money wisely. And they're trying to make things work. I feel like this is a team that I'm saying do not brush away from because if if, if if Joe Douglas, if this is if this is kind of the move that he's making to make things right for the Jets organization, I would say have bad it. Because the Jets right now, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting to see. Now, I know they're not a well-ran franchise, but if Joe Douglas is telling you, we need to we need to get better. We need to amp up this team. And by the way, the Jets, even after getting Corey Davis, you and then you have Denzel Mims right there in the middle of it, Jamison Crowder in the inside. This is actually a pretty good wide receiver core. I'm not going to lie. And then you're going to get the best out of Denzel Mims either way. And Jamison Crowder, he's going to be your interior wide receiver. Now, who knows what they might do as far as tight end goes because they are going to need that. And whether or not if they are going to get a quarterback because – if they're going to settle for Sam Darnold, they need to make it work and they need to protect him at all costs and so much more. And they need to get better up on that defense. And franchise tagging Marcus May was probably the best thing that happened as their first, as the first initial move that needed to happen. So by the way, um, good news from here in the world of the UFC, but Dana White has announced because it's a stacked UFC 261 card. And Camaro Usman and Jorge Masvidal are the headliners for the rematch. So it'll be Usman versus Masvidal 2. But it's live in Jacksonville. And the greatest news that we heard in April 24th, that's when UFC 261 uh, arrives. He announced on Twitter that Dana White is going to have an event with a full crowd of at least 15,000 people. So fans will be coming back to the UFC again. Now, of course, there are going to be some guidelines and some regulations. But he said, and I quote, I have been waiting a year for this day to tell you we are back. So the UFC is back up and running again. They're having fans up into the stands. This is exciting stuff. Now, I know that when the last couple of UFC fights, we'd watch the fights on pay-per-view. And it was fine. It was completely fine for fans like you and I. We never really had a problem with it. But of course, for some of the fighters to really kind of get 
that edge, that juice from the fans, it's tough because even though it kind of feels like every single one of the fights that they've had just until this entire year, um, like sparring matches, I'll be up. I'll be honest with you. They felt a lot more like sparring matches, but Dana White, of course, one of the greatest uh, marketers and not to mention one of the greatest promoters that the world has ever seen. He's going to make it work. I mean, he could sell ice to Eskimos. That's who Dana White is. So for him to be ballsy about it and for him to be very confident, the UFC is going to have fans back. It's going to be fun stuff. And this is actually a pretty good set card in 261. So April 24th, mark it on your calendars. UFC 261 will be back up and running, not just with the fights, but with fans as well. So that was your hot press. So... um you know, this kind of bothered me here today. And I was listening to this. Now, of course, a lot of people I know have their thoughts about one thing in particular. But as I was listening to bits and pieces of First Take, along with Max Kellerman and Dan Orlovsky. So for everybody and, and you know, up to speed, Drew Brees is officially retired. And here's the thing. Here's some of the records from Drew Brees. Okay, he's a Super Bowl 44 champion, all time passing yards leader at 80,358, most all time completions, 7,142. Only player with multiple 5,000 yard seasons, five. Most seasons leading NFL in passing yards, seven. Most consecutive games with a pass touchdown 54 and was comeback player of the year in 2004 with the Chargers. And here's another thing. He's also second in the list in touchdown passes behind Tom Brady. But we ain't just stopping there. But there was something that definitely pissed me off and one that'll really get your attention from here. So Max Kellerman, of course, of first take had a lot to say about Drew Brees because apparently he doesn't believe Drew Brees is a top five best all-time quarterback that ever played the game. Roll the tape, please. His kids are there and I admit he's a Hall of Famer and an all-time great. I interpret that question to mean is among the greats all time. Is he in the inner sanctum of those greats? My answer is no. Uh, again, I take no pleasure in saying that this morning because he just retired and I have a lot of admiration for him and I love to watch him. My answer is no. The inner sanctum. Look. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Wait, wait, what? You're telling me the Drew Brees of all people Drew Brees is not top five quarterback that ever played this game after what he's done. And what's funny about this, <laughs> this is what's funny about this because listen, I have a lot to say about Max Kellerman and I'm going to save those reservations for my own. 
listen, Drew Brees, ever since he started in the NFL in 2001 and was drafted out of Purdue by the San Diego Chargers at the time, okay, one of the things to understand, Drew Brees was coming off of a system that initially had Doug Flutie at the time, and the Chargers were willing to have something better, something new. Now, of course, um, my thing, but, but of course, because he's also coming into a system that along with LaDainian Tomlinson, one of the best Hall of Fame running backs that ever played this game. Okay, one of the best. Drew had to overcome a lot of injuries. Not to mention, he uplifted a city. Left the Chargers in 2006. The time the Chargers ended up going 14-2 and with Phillip Rivers. And I've been saying this as a longtime Charger fan. Is that Drew's fault? The fact that he injured his shoulder or how he did from all? No. Some of those injuries just become apparent. And sometimes, too, you got to take into accountability of yourself. So the Chargers believed that he's not their quarterback. He won't stay healthy. So they move off him and they go and draft Phillip Rivers. Then Drew signs with the New Orleans Saints comes to New Orleans. It's a different culture, a culture that's never really been the type of winning organization and franchise, not to mention in 2006 with the devastation of Hurricane Katrina, uplifted a city, uplifted the fans, gave them something positive to really look forward to. And it seemed like the train was rolling with New Orleans. They got better. They got stronger. They got healthier. To where in 2009, there's your Super Bowl championship. And the, and the, and the New Orleans Saints no longer were the losers, not in the NFC, but not even in the NFL either. And because of Drew Brees and because of what he brought to the table, for a long time, Saints quarterback, they've been to multiple playoffs. They've been to a couple of championships. But even though just because he's only won one Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl. But why would we promote more of Aaron Rodgers? Oh, I know why. Because he's got the arm. He's the golden child. He's the golden boy. Got the golden arm. Loves to sling it. What we talk about uh, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has only been in the league since 2017. We get too high and mighty with, with these young quarterbacks. I get sick of that. Because Aaron Rodgers has won one Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes has won one Super Bowl. And is only just getting started from there. Ease up on the brakes. Just because Drew Brees has only won the Super Bowl. Listen, I think of it this way. He's a top 10, and he's also someone that I would consider right there smack dab at number five. He is. Because you want to talk about a really good, talented quarterback, statistics and everything, the numbers themselves don't lie. And Drew Brees has been competitive for the longest tenure of his career, 20 years. Okay, just because that his career got ended 
from injuries, I'm sure. Because we all like to promote a lot more about Tom Brady. Why? Because Tom knows how to take care of himself. He knows how to um, stain injuries. He knows how to recover. And he knows what it takes. Big Ben can't even do that. But yet Ben has two Ben has two Super Bowls on his belt. We don't even talk about him a whole lot. Because sometimes after injuries, he doesn't recover well. Philip Rivers doesn't have a Super Bowl, yet one of the best statistical types of quarterbacks we've seen. But what happened? Injuries after injuries. And an offensive line that wouldn't protect him became little too late the second he went to Indianapolis. Drew Brees, what's so fascinating about this, I'm not saying he's better than Tom. I'm not saying he's better than Peyton Manning. But damn it, him and Aaron Rodgers are basically up into the same class. Correct me if I'm wrong. They're in the same class. But when we talk about Patrick Mahomes in the middle of this, Patrick Mahomes hasn't even been in the league this long. He's still in his prime. He's a really good quarterback. None of us, not even myself, could deny it. Shout out to Darian up at Spotlight Raiders Talk. He had a lot to talk about about Raiders free agency there. Definitely like, subscribe, and hit the bell button for all latest notifications on everything Raiders. But you got to be kidding me with this. And for one that, listen, all of us have strong suits everywhere in sports. But when you don't have a strong suit about football, you might as well open up an almanac. You might as well open up a book and learn about it. But I could tell you right now, from just watching it and really experiencing it and getting just the front picture, Drew Brees, to me, looks like a top five, top 10 quarterback. That's end of discussion. Statistics, a Super Bowl championship, an uplifted city. What the hell more do you want? What do you want more out of him? I'm not asking for more out of him. He's not surpassing Tom Brady. He's not surpassing Peyton Manning. He's not surpassing Joe Montana. So get over yourselves. Him and Aaron Rodgers are literally just about in the same class. And I loved watching Drew Brees. I really have. I really do. But for someone to basically say that he's not, I find that very amusing and I find that very hilarious in so many ways. <laughs> all right. So coming up next, my best for last, I'm going to be ranking the teams, all five that I thought did a really good job in free agency day one. I'll be doing that again for day two. If we've got something else brewing up, this is only just the start of it. Now it could change over time. So um, I think this is going to be fun. This is going to be interesting. So you guys do not want to end up waiting here. All right. So um, for all of you fantasy fans, uh, fantasy geeks and gurus coast to coast everywhere you may be around nationwide you do love playing fantasy right and you guys also do love winning cold hard cash well there is one place where you can go and do all of that it's called thrivefantasy.com okay thrive fantasy when you go online There's a ton of different bets that you guys can end up making based upon performances and different pool plays. You can win up to $15,000 in pool play. How do you get started? 
Well, it's pretty simple. Go and download the app and Google Play and App Store or go online to thrivefantasy.com. When you start your pool play, use promo code SS Network, short for Spotlight Sports Network. Because Thrive Fantasy, when you deposit 20 bucks into your first um your first play, Thrive Fantasy always promises and always make sure that it matches up to 50 bucks in your first pool play. That's the best deal you could ever get right there. So go online, thrivefantasy.com, or download the app. Use promo code SS Network. That's thrivefantasy.com, promo code SS Network. All righty, folks. Well, first and foremost, I do want to end up saying thank you so much for joining me here on this live stream edition of the Snake Sports Talk Show. I really do appreciate all of you guys, all of our faithful fans and supporters out there, wherever you may be. Um, man, I, 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 like I said, I think free agency has just been the best here, um, today, only in the first day of this week. And what better than just, you know, a few, uh, birthday gifts right there for the chargers to go in and getting some good players. That's just me personally. Um, you guys can end up checking out a lot of my chargers content as well. I really do appreciate you guys. Um, but so my best for last here on the show, before we end up, before we end up getting, uh, before we end up getting, you know, into the groove of things. So there were a lot of different moves that were made through free agencies and a bunch of teams that really took advantage every single one of the moves. So this has been just an exciting free agency so far, and it's only just getting started from here. Uh, but I, I, I think some of these teams that I've ranked down here from five all the way to one, and there still is going to be some moves that will be made. Now, I think me personally... Because you can already tell who my number ones and twos are. But as far as for my fives and up to three, you kind of are going to be very, very interested to see what I have to say uh, for some of these teams. Because I do see some of these upgrades, and I think a lot of them have been looking really, really good. 
Now, it's going to take at least some, some time in the middle of it, but I think they're going to be up to speed. I think they're going to be up to par. But my top 10, or my top five, I'm sorry, top five teams that have really done well so far in free agency. I can't wait for it. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get this rolling. So number five here for me was definitely the Cleveland Browns. Why did I put Cleveland in the middle of this mix? Well, what was the one important uh, position they needed? They needed secondaries. They go and get John Johnson, um, one of the best safeties and corners from the L.A. Rams. And the Rams were the number one defense in the NFL last year. It will be different to see how things uh, match up with um, with the fact that Brandon Staley is gone from the Rams and he goes to the Chargers as their head coach. I've been really interested to see how all of this is going to really work out. But I think to me, this was a really, really good upgrade for the Cleveland Browns because they got burnt all last season. They got burnt on a lot of pass plays. Now, even though they were in shootout games because Pat, because a uh, 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 Baker Mayfield was able to execute a lot of those plays and not to mention just be yourself. That's all that they asked for. That's all they needed. So for me, I feel like this was kind of the, the, the big move that needed to be made there for the Browns. That's why I had them there at number four. Number four, uh, sorry, I had Browns up at five, but number four to me, um, I think personally, this was tough for me to really kind of, um, really just kind of say this, but the New York Jets. Jets to me, I thought made some really, really good, interesting moves. Now the Jets do have a lot of things to, to, to really work with. Shout out to Jay in the Bay. What's going on? What's good, man? Yeah, free agency has been really, really good. Check him out as he's got all of the latest content for the San Francisco 49ers. That is Jay, and he's always in the Bay. So the New York Jets at number four for me sounds about right. Now, I know this is not a well-ran franchise, but think about it. Sam Darnold's got weapons. He's got Denzel Mims. Now he's got another favorite in Corey Davis, and he's got Jamison Crowder still. Um, the other thing that they ended up doing was fixing the defense. They go and get a pass rush in Carl Lawson from Cincinnati, and they're still working up some real good moves. Now, reports are that they are in the talks of potentially getting themselves a um, – they're in potential talks right now to be trading away potentially a uh, CJ Mosley. Will that be a guarantee? I don't know. I don't know that for sure, but it seems to me like the jets, they want to be in the step in the right direction. And I don't blame them. They need that because initially how many times have we seen this where like, 
New York has just collapsed. They've just collapsed left and right. So I think this is a good thing for the Jets. And let's see exactly what they do in the next couple of days. Number three for me is definitely the Tennessee Titans. Why did I pick them? Well, Tennessee, they went and got themselves some pass rushers. And they went and got Bud Dupree, um, one of the outside linebackers. They went and got themselves a defensive tackle as well. Tennessee, to me, they want to be the tough team. Now, I know it kind of hurts because they lost Corey Davis and they also lost a Johnu Smith. Now, they, they're going to have to rebound themselves somehow, some way, but all is really not lost. They still do have some really good quality guys. I mean, A.J. Brown is a hell of a receiver, an underrated receiver that everybody just whiffed on in the draft. I was so surprised that that even happened with him and D.K. Metcalf in that draft. But Tennessee, to me, Seems like it's a team that wants to get aggressive at defense because they didn't have a pass rush last year. They couldn't even get to Lamar Jackson, let alone other opposing quarterbacks, even within their division. They couldn't even put any more pressure on Deshaun Watson, and they have a terrible O-line. They couldn't even put pressure on Villa Rivers and the Colts. This is tough. So Tennessee, they finally got themselves some pass rushers. And Bud Dupree, I feel like, is going to mesh very, very well with um, Mike Vrabel's system. Number two to me seems pretty obvious. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There is just, there's no doubt about this. Everybody is re-signing back in Tampa. Rob Gronkowski re-signed a contract. Uh, Shaq Barrett re-signed a contract. Chris Godwin was franchise tagged. Uh, Levante David was re-signed contract. It just feels like that they're running this thing back. They're running this thing back. And Tom Brady signs an extension, but it's only short an amount of money. So I think to me, the Buccaneers, they are willing to do anything to keep a stacked team like this around Tom Brady. Protect him at all costs. Give him a defense. Tampa Bay is going to be bigger and better than ever than they were last year. Guaranteed, they're going to end up winning a lot more games. They're going to be even more competitive. But this is a time. The Tampa, they're going to be tough. They are going to be super tough. But doesn't exclude the one other team that's creeping in. Number one that I'm sure a lot of people hate hearing, of course, a lot of football fans, but the New England Patriots won this uh, free agency in day one. They won it, okay? I don't think we can really stress enough about saying this. The first initial move that the, um, the first initial move that the Patriots did, they re-signed, they re-signed Cam Newton to a one-year contract. And what Cam Newton did well, he rushed for 12 touchdowns. Okay. It was a, it was kind of tough to really evaluate, but at the same time, the Patriots were still managing to be competitive. They only fell short, 
What does the Patriots do well? The Patriot way. They can't draft well. They butcher at drafting, and they miss out on a bunch of different positions, or they whip at wide receivers. It's terrible. So Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft and everybody are sitting in the office behind closed doors, and they said, we need to get better than this, but we can't do this in the draft. We're not doing well in the draft. So instead... They signed tight end Johnny Smith to a four-year, $50 million contract. Tight end, check. That's their problem. They go and sign themselves Matthew Judon, four years, $56 million. Check. Got a pass rush. And they got somebody that they can really rely on. By the way, they go and get themselves a corner and a really good safety. Jalen Mills, four years, $24 million. Check. Because who knows what's going to happen with J.C. Jackson and Stephon Gilmore in the coming days. Um, the other thing they did, wide receivers. Nelson Aguilar, two years, 26, check. He's a really good wide receiver, and he had a really, really good breakout season with the Las Vegas Raiders last year. Then Kendrick Bourne, 30, uh, three years, 22 and a half. This is a team that's pissed off after Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. You could see it. You could tell. They would not be going out of their way to make this happen if they had a reason to. And I think what's happening is, is that Bill Belichick realizes they butcher in the draft so much and they don't even address the problems well. So they realize we're going to go in free agency and we're going to get a lot of really good loaded, talented players to make up for what happened last season and we're going to get better in the AFC. That's what's happening here. Patriots definitely won this free agency in day one. That's no question, no hesitation. That's it. So that was your top five from there. I have Browns at five, Jets at four, Titans at uh, three, Buccaneers at two, and Patriots at one. Uh, listen, this could change even for tomorrow because I do have tomorrow's show. Um, but this is what I've seen so far in day one. It's been exciting. It's been crazy and it's only getting better from here. And by the way, breaking news as well. So there have been reports that the Minnesota Vikings have officially signed Dalvin Tomlinson, one of the defensive tackles from the giants to a two year, $22 million contract. Just getting this news so far as it continues, um, as it continues to stay hot, continues to, be fresh off the press. Uh, oh, and by the way, Fitz Magic. Oh, he's coming to the Washington football team. They just signed him to a one-year, ten million dollar contract, which could grow to twelve million. I think this is the smartest move that the Washington football team can do because I don't know what I'm getting out of Tyler out of Taylor Heineke. I really, really don't. But I do know what I'm getting out of Ryan Fitzpatrick. I really, really do. So I think having a really good um, motivator, not to mention a really good uh, mentor there for Heineke to really build upon sounds about right. It sounds about right. So congratulations to Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's found a new home. So this means that the Dolphins whether they trust Tua or whatnot. Tua is now their quarterback. 
who knows exactly what could happen in the next couple of days, weeks, whatever. But after you're just seeing this, that's the news so far. Um, but it's only getting better and it's only getting much more exciting during the coming days. So thank you so much for, uh, for joining me here on the spot on the, uh, the spotlight sports network. And of course on the snake sports talk show, we are going to run this baby back tomorrow night, 7 PM Pacific, 10 PM Eastern. You already know the times have a great night and we will see you guys tomorrow night. Take care.